hello, would you stop it? <laughs> you amuse yourself, and that's it's important. It's going to get longer every time, Every boys. time, right? Longer and annoying. I was just going to let it go again and just see how long it went. <laughs> that's the problem. That's I will not, and he knows it. So The 100th episode of the podcast will just be the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I might be down with that, actually. That's... That I mean, what are we? What are we at? Like twenty six or twenty seven or something? I believe so. Yeah, I've been doing I this. We officially have somewhat of a library now. Right, we well, do. We've been doing we it have a, a year. back catalog. As we started uh, this, or not quite a year, I don't think. Yeah, it'll be a year next month. Yeah, that's weird. We should have been famous by now, right? I mean, we should be. Like, <laughs> I don't know why we haven't just blown up, right? I mean. <laughs> Joe Rogue who? I just, I don't know. Exactly. I mean, what is he What is he doing that we're not? That's I mean, what I'm wondering. You know, well, besides investing millions that he already fucking had and in, in uh, uh, marketing and whatnot, not much of anything really. And being famous well, see, the prior thing is, to that. He didn't market the podcast at all. It was just off of clout. It was weird. Well, right. I mean, if you know a bunch of celebrities, if we could get a bunch of celebrities on here, people would listen. But well, Doug, Doug's a celebrity. Well, in his own mind, maybe, but... No, no. he's a celebrity in my mind, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not we a celebrity. Probably, we could probably find the occasional homeless guy or, you know, felon or something to come on. Hey, you want to be on a podcast? So <laughs> There were people that asked, people that talked about it, and some just sort of, like, faded. Some of them I just don't want to talk to. Um, you know, we've thought about guests. We've talked about having guests a few times. Um, Doug wanted to pay a stripper to uh, (laughs) come on the podcast. Because who doesn't want to know what the pandemic has been like for a fucking stripper? I mean, you don't want to know, Adam? Really? No, I don't want to know. You're just that guy. Man, fuck you. Sex work (laughs) is legitimate. It is. It is. There's a lot of things that are legitimate that I don't want to hear someone talk about for an hour. (laughs) That's got to be, you know, all joking aside, though, you talk about service industry, entertainment industry. I mean, I know people that were in the um, not sex industry, but, you know, music industry, Um, guys that do like uh, sound and lighting and and sets up stage set up and stuff like that. a lot of those folks, I know guys that lost their businesses uh, doing like stage, you know, they rent stages and shit like that. And if nobody's, if you're paying on them and nobody's renting them from you, you yep. still got to pay on them. Um, that's been kind of my beef with the whole, uh, the idea of suspending rent and things like that is that if you're going to suspend rent, for people, you've got to suspend the mortgages too. Um, I was a homeowner up until my divorce and we rented out um, because of the big short in 2008. Um, we couldn't really sell the house. It, we were upside down on it almost immediately. So we rented it out when we moved. And I hear people talk about, I guess they think that all landlords are the monopoly guy. You know, the monocle and the, the bag. I hate that. I see that on Twitter all the time. These people are like, fuck the landlord. You shouldn't have fucking. It's like, well, you shouldn't have rented a house that you can't afford when you're out of work for six months. But you did. It's like, <laughs> yeah, when you don't yeah. Have yeah if you could tell the future, you probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right. And I've, uh, people don't realize. And I've got friends that are in the same situation. I've um, 
got a buddy that has a house out in Atlanta. He's got two houses out in Atlanta. But what they did is he bought one, you know, did better at work, et cetera. They bought another one, kept that one, rented it because, right, you're always told that real estate is the best way to make money. So they did that. Well, it's and better than fake estate. Then, or, or, yeah, I don't even have, I can't even counter that one. You win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you win that one. There's, um, there, there's this belief in that, right? And I know that I was making like, I think we made like a hundred dollars a month after we paid our mortgage and the company that was supposed to be doing the, uh, yeah, the, the, the leasing management. stuff for us. Yeah, they were garbage. Um, I wound up doing everything myself, but um, yeah, so a hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm rich, man. I'm I'm busting out Lamborghinis. You're balling, dude. You're balling out. Purple Lamborghinis. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, you billionaire. We don't care. You're part of the fucking problem, Dan, with your hundred dollars a month. I bet. I bet you called Robinhood yesterday and told them to halt trading, and they said yes, sir. I did. I mean, when you when you're a baller like I am, you know. Yeah, you just call them up. Losing your house in a divorce that you used to make a hundred dollars a month off of. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. Get on my level. Don't even talk to me until you're fucking where I'm at. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I'm I'm happy to be on the <laughs> podcast with you. We're happy to have you. <laughs> Yeah, good old fucking Robin Hood. Fuck those people. Um, they, uh, <laughs> if for those of you that aren't familiar, I think everybody, because uh, it's all over social media, the GameStop, the fact that they're freezing um, GameStop stocks and what's going on with that. This is fascinating as fuck, right? And I mentioned the big short in 2008 uh, where it was real estate and they, um, fucked a lot of homeowners and yet occupy wall street for a little bit it did absolutely nothing uh I'll be curious to see what happens with this but uh yeah um a, a lot of billionaires are losing a lot of money right now because of a bunch of fucking goobs on reddit <laughs> gathering together and that's the thing you know the internet like the internet's got a lot of dark places it's got a lot of of, of things you can bitch and moan about but its ability to bring people together from all over the goddamn world is pretty amazing. And, and that's what we're seeing right now. You're seeing a coordinated effort. Uh, they're calling it a short squeeze. And they are fucking over hedge funds. And I love it. I, I, I fucking love it. Um, I don't know if you saw that guy on the interview. I can't think of who it was, what his name is. I'd never heard of him until this interview. And he's, this is a way to attack the wealthy. Ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get fucking shit on. <clears throat> Pretty much. I'm sorry fucking... that you haven't paid taxes for 20 years. Right. On get billions. fucking shit on. On billions. What a for those of you who may not necessarily know what's going on, uh, when you get an institution that shorts a stock, what they've done is they legally borrow somebody's stock like a loan. It's almost exactly like a loan. They borrow that stock and immediately sell it. And then they hold on to that money. And that loan or that short has a term just like a loan. So at the end of that loan, you buy that same number of shares back. So if the stock price goes down, you pocket the difference. So... 
what uh, the internet is really good about figuring out cheats, hacks, video games, loopholes. Yeah, loopholes. All, all sorts of shit. I said yesterday, words matter, loopholes. Yep. So what they figured out is, you know, with with any corporation that has stock out there in the wild, there are a certain amount of available shares. You've got some that are locked up by whoever actually owns the company, wants to maintain controlling interest or groups. Those aren't traditionally put out on the market. What they figured out was that more than 100% of the available shares were shorted, meaning that these large financial institutions were just waiting to turn around and buy the stock at a later date. So what this group of investors started doing is just buying up the available stock, knowing that these larger financial institutions we're going to have to come to them and eventually buy it. So they shorted the fuck and out the groups, of it. When, it. when you say the groups, you mean the groups on Reddit. The, yes. The, the, the well, Wall Street potato bets. in my ass, that, 69. Potato in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, it, it, and it, they, it may not be exclusively due to them, but it's kind of like being in the stadium. They're the people that started the wave. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. As it hits social media and everything else, everybody kind of started well, jumping on it. After a while, you don't even have to be in that hemisphere to buy it because you just see it fucking skyrocketing. Right. And you go, huh. So right. once they started it, it just snowballed. That's the funniest part. Right. Because, you know, when you're exerting that buying pressure, you're driving the price of the stock up. And then since these large financial corporations are contracted to turn around and buy that stock, then they in turn drive that price up even more. They, yeah, you know, you're talking about GameStop when they were, because here's a funny, somebody I was reading on Reddit and somebody had a fun conspiracy theory about when I signed up for Robinhood at whatever point it was, they give you a free stock, one free stock, right? It's just a little goofy Hey, here's some stock. They gave me GameStop, right? And the guy's like, you know, what an even better way to to dissipate this shit out and keep selling it off. And at the time, I think it was like a buck ninety, which I thought was still overvalued because it's fucking. I mean, GameStop <laughs> hasn't been viable in my mind ever since PlayStation Network and and shit like that, right? Because most consoles now have hard drives, and you just download the games to them and, that, and that's going to continue to be pervasive right so i thought that was funny i sold off all my GameStop. i didn't own any when all this started or i, th- I may bum, have had bum, a couple of, yeah i may bum. have had a couple of shares so a buck 90 right and when this shit would have got shorted you would have been around two dollars the shit the last time i looked was at 290 dollars yeah, right? when all of this stuff <laughs> started, it was in that uh, $20 neighborhood. A little, and, and, little less, yeah. Yeah, and they were thinking, hey, this thing's going to turn around and go back to $2. <laughs> and, and we can turn around and make 18 bucks a share. Uh-huh. And and it, it has skyrocketed. And so uh, Robinhood, which is a uh, fairly popular app uh, service, it's a brokerage. Uh, that anybody can sign up with. 
and um, trade, right? And that was always my problems in the past. I had, you know, I read and researched and, and knew of stocks that I thought might go up, but I didn't have the kind of money that you needed to even get into stocks 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right? Same with, you know, like with Bitcoin. I was interested in Bitcoin, but didn't even know how to fucking buy it. Um, so apps like Robinhood pop up, right? And they make it to where anybody can invest. And I said, yeah, I want to try this, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Most right? of the time. But what's that? Anyone can invest most of the time. Well, yeah, most of the time, right? So <laughs> uh, Robinhood winds up the other day. I, I open up Robinhood and there's all these notifications telling me that I can no longer buy. Uh, they call it closeout position, I think, or closed position, meaning I can only sell certain yeah. stocks like GameStop, uh, BlackBerry, Nokia, AMC, American Airlines, Sundial. These were all... Um, these were all stocks that Reddit started to mention because they were part of this short scheme where these companies had been shorting the stock and were coming up on their contracts, right? To where they'd have to buy. So Robinhood stops your ability to buy any of it. All right. Uh, they are owned and operated by Citadel company called Citadel. Citadel had loaned Melvin, which is another company that had been doing all the hedge fund shorting, also lent them like $2 billion. Now you tell me how the fuck that is not market manipulation. It absolutely is market manipulation of, and it was blatant and they don't fucking care. And they don't care because any of the fines, restrictions, or fallout that legal fallout will pale in comparison to the billions of dollars that they are losing because of a bunch of turds on Reddit buying stock up like me, right? I have BlackBerry. I have Nokia. I was buying into AMC. Um, I also was buying into AMC because they just got a loan to keep from going bankrupt. And I think once the pandemic's up, um, companies like AMC are going to start making money again. And in the beginning, yeah. probably in droves, people are going to want to get the fuck out of the house for a while. Uh, I looked into American Airlines for the same reason. I think travel will pick up. Can't buy fucking American Airlines. Gee, that's funny. So it's okay. It's a free market. Uh, it's a free market and, and you're encouraged to invest as long as you can't do it in a manner as where you actually As long as some rich fuckers win and you're allowed to invest. Then yeah. you're allowed to invest. People yeah. talk about race wars, and that was a big thing in the last few years of, of Trump's presidency because of all the xenophobia. If we see any kind of real clash, it's going to be a class war because people in the United States, people in the world are starting to see that the scales are not even close to fair. And hey, we all know that, right? The world's not fair. But... <laughs> There is no American dream when it's when it's controlled, when the billionaires are are fucking with the game to where you can't win. And I and don't want to be a billionaire. It's a big fucking party and, and you're, you're not, not invited. <laughs> goddamn George Carlin. The Church of Carlin. I still need to put that together. <clears throat> the man was a goddamn genius. But yeah, that's exactly right. You know, um, and we all know it, the one percenters. And anytime the Democrats come out and start talking about, um, you know, taxing the rich. 
people flip out. And my favorite part is when guys, you know, middle class guys like me start defending trickle down economics. Well, they, they, they buy more stuff and they move more money and no, they don't. They stick it in fucking they offshore, it offshore accounts yeah. and it sits and it does nothing. And they find ways of cutting your pay and cutting your head count. And that's where your, your, you know, infrastructure comes from. It doesn't come from the tax money. It simply doesn't, guys. And anybody who believes that, show me the data because I can show you, I think there's three or four studies out there that have shown trickle-down economics does nothing. It doesn't work. It worked. Reagan did it and it worked. Yeah, right? That's yeah. where we're at. They, they, you know, they reframed the argument. Um, oh, Jesus. It's been several years ago. As opposed to calling them... You know the one percent, the upper class, the you know the the what have you. They started taking on this uh, moniker of the job creators. Now <laughs> that yeah, is I've true that. to a certain extent. Sure, it is. If I'm making money, I become successful. I want to expand my success. I hire people to help me expand my success. Sure, absolutely. The, the the crazy thing about it, you know, who actually winds up paying for everything in America is the middle class. Absolutely. And that's the way that the super elite like it. But, you know, sort of the, the, the rules and the boundaries of capitalism, the way we've got everything set up now, uh, the rich are trying to squeeze out the middle class and the middle class is slowly disappearing. Mm -hmm. And it has been for several, several years. And the, you know, I think the way that they've done it, it is propaganda. It's using the media. And when I talk to people who are very anti, we'll call them handouts, right? People, it's, it's socialism. They go, they jump straight to socialism and I think it's because if when you talk to these people, they are convinced that anybody who needs help, anybody who needs assistance are a bunch of lazy fucking drug addicted bums who refuse to work and only want to absorb welfare and take advantage of things. Right. That, that that's and again, this is anecdotal. This is my own personal just what I have noticed from talking to people. Well, motherfuckers get a job. Da, 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 da. Right. But when when getting an education, you know, well, just go to college and get a better job. Fuck, dude. I mean, going to college uh, isn't cheap, <laughs> you know? No, uh, it depends so you on go, where you go, and especially the for-profit colleges absolutely. that advertise themselves all over the place, that <laughs> when you take a look at what you pay for the for-profit college, you could have gone to the university yeah. of whatever in the hell, yeah. at an Ivy League school, and all you got is a fucking degree from Phoenix. Well, and I've, you know, very seriously considered going back to school, and I'm looking at the cheapest fucking community colleges that I can find because at the end of the day, my degree is not about it being Harvard. It's about, does he have a degree? Yes. They don't give a fuck what the college is, right? They just see, oh, he's got a bachelor's degree in, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z. Cool. It's just another box to check when, when a resume or when a, when a job posting calls for it. That's the only reason I'm even considering it, right? Um but I'm looking at the cheapest community college I can find. And look, I, I'm, I'm funny about 
minimum wages and cost and stuff like that, because I do believe that there's supply and demand. And if you want to pay, uh, you know, you want to pay a guy who works at McDonald's 25 bucks an hour, it, it somewhat devalues college degrees and things like that. Right. But at the same time, and I did see a, I saw this tweet that had been fairly pervasive flying around saying, well, if I pay somebody $15 minimum wage, then it's like $32,000 a year and a teacher only makes 36,000. And they said, so your argument is that isn't that the teacher should make more, it's that this guy should make less. So there is a there is well, an no argument. no one's fighting for everyone to make more. Everyone's just fighting for minimum wage to go up. Right, and that's the problem. They're right? not like, There's... everyone should make more. They're like, minimum wage should go up because, and if that's all we're going to do, then right. I'm going to go work at fucking Burger King. Right, and that's my point. What is the, what is the, I can, the supply and demand just isn't there. I can find anybody with a sixth or seventh grade education to go work at fast food. And before you start, you know, booing and hissing me, I've worked fast food. Okay. I know what it takes to run the line to drop fucking fries. I'm sorry. Eat shit. It doesn't take much. Okay. Um, it's a job and I commend you for having a job. See, that's my thing is when motherfuckers do tell me I ain't going to work at fucking McDonald's. I ain't fucking doing for seven fifty an hour. That irritates me because I have a lot of respect for a motherfucker who will walk into a McDonald's and and will drop fries going, okay, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life, but I'm going to do it right now. Um, that, that, that takes more balls. But then you look at fucking the welfare system and if they can make more money, uh, you know, being on assistance than going and working at McDonald's, then yeah, show me why they would. I mean, I'm not saying it's was it Chris Rock? I ain't saying it's right, but I understand. Well, the the problem that I have with it, it it comes down to two words. It's corporate welfare. And and people will say, huh? What are you talking about? Huh? What it, are you talking about, Doug? It, if you have somebody that works a 40 hour a week job that cannot meet the minimum poverty requirements, then that ter- person is in turn eligible for public assistance. Oh, I know what you're talking. Okay, yeah, Walmart. Walmart is notorious for this. So you're paying people not even enough, and what the the, the public is having to do is subsidize your workforce. I inherently disagree with that. Yeah, Walmart is notorious for that. They pay, they either pay just, you know, just enough or they cut your hours to where you're only making enough money, uh, you know, a certain amount of money. And then you have to go get on welfare because like Doug said, you can't, you're working and you you can't really do two jobs because of the hours, but then you have to go get on welfare because you can't pay your rent. Now, you know? I'm, not, and, I'm not saying at all that somebody that works at McDonald's <clears throat> should make enough money to have a private plane to fly their, to their own private <laughs> island. No. I, I, and I'm not talking champagne, rosé, filet mignon, and a Rolls Royce in the driveway for everybody either. I don't think I, anybody I, is, though. No, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, give me, if you're going to employ someone full-time, now, you know, I get part-time work for teenagers, senior citizens, 
people that are just trying to supplement some some income so they've got a little bit of spending cash you know i think there's a little bit of wiggle room there but i think you know if if you require a full-time workforce and you hire people full-time that you should pay them a living wage well then all they're going to do then is just work everybody part-time you work everybody part-time and <clears throat> just keep more people on that's do that's what capitalism does you know. but you know people will you know people will say to me well, you know, what about the, you know, who's who's going to work at the McDonald's or whatever else? They'll just automate that shit. And right. my answer to that every fucking time is good. Yeah. A- automate everything that you fucking can. Because now what you've done is while you've eliminated some of these, you know, really low paying jobs, what you've done is actually created some higher paying jobs because somebody's got to go fucking work on that automation. Well, that's right. And that um, I was reading somewhere that uh, like programming is considered blue collar now um, because of the, the amount of programming that needs to be done, the amount of people that have gotten into it. Uh, You know, I had tinkered with it for a while and realized that, kids coming out of fucking high school knew more about like Java and shit than I did. And that I wasn't going to be able to compete. You know, they flooded the market. Right. But right. A uh, uh, perfect example. You know, a lot of your factories are automated. Okay. And people say, Oh, you know, it's terrible. Okay. So I'm not supposed to automate things. I'm not supposed to um, uh, move forward just so that people can have a job. I- I'm not okay with that, but the thing is, is when you, when you automate everything, uh, like especially in factories, you use what are called PLCs or programmable logic controllers, right? And Adam and I were talking, he said, you know, when he got out of college, um, that was a big industry where they were trying to get them to come into. And they were, they were paying very, very well because it's $75 an hour straight out of OT to work on, on PLCs. And that was something I looked into back in 2010, 2014, um, was looking into PLCs because I kind of had the same thought. I thought, well, shit, you know, they've got to keep these machines running. And if these PLCs are what are doing it, um, but I learned that they're, they're tricky little devices. <laughs> so and I was like, they are. I'm, <laughs> I'm too goddamn old, but you know, a kid Adam's age, early twenties could have come out of college making 75 bucks an hour plus OT, uh, working for a factory. Mm-hmm. That ain't, that ain't too goddamn bad. Right. And, Dude, there's still got to, even besides the PLCs, I knew somebody that from, you know, the, the the time that I was aware of them, they worked at an aluminum can factory. Now, in an aluminum can factory, you've got a machine that takes in raw aluminum and turns around and eventually t- forms it into a can. Oh, and it, everything works, right? Yes. And... <laughs> It is a big multi-step process, and that guy made a good living, you know, just servicing those machines. Sure. And then it t- turns yeah. out that uh, as they were setting up new factories, they would send him along with another team over to the factories to show them this is how you maintain this machine. This is the way it acts. This is, you know, and they and, up- and they said, "Is this how it works?" And he was like, "Well, it can." You know, and he was from Sardis, Alabama. So, (laughs) 
need to start doing videos so people can see Adam's face when he drops <laughs> a stupid fucking joke. Because honestly, that's the best part. Like I said, I, I really don't know how the tendons in his face managed to get his cheeks that fucking high without cracking something. I really don't. That's how you know when Adam's lying. He's the worst fucking liar on the planet. Them cheeks go straight up to his eyeballs. He's like, no, they no, said, I'm being serious. I'm no, being no, serious. for real, for real. <laughs> you fucking liar. But right, exactly. I know plenty of people that worked in factories doing maintenance and stuff like that and made a damn good living, a, a better living than I do now uh, by, by far. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there was some education involved and, and honestly just some bullshit. You know, you apprentice, you get in and you're the guy that cleans up fucking shavings. Uh, you know, I worked, <laughs> I worked at aluminum, uh, a factory that did aluminum window uh, sashes, right. Or frames. And, uh, my job was to sweep up aluminum shavings all day and I would go home and my calves and shins would be ate up where the aluminum would get into your jeans and kind of crawl up your fucking, your leg, uh, and just tear your, your, your pants up. Now I didn't stay there very long, but a lot of those guys did move on. Like you were saying, Doug, they'd say, okay, well, Hey man, we need somebody to, I need two, two sets of hands to change out the rollers on this machine. Come here. I want to show you how to do this. Right. And then you just slowly work your way up. And I think part of the problem is that a lot of, I'll call them kids because I'm getting fucking old, but a lot of kids are, have been brainwashed, if you will, into believing that I'm going to come out of high school. I'm going to go into college. I'm going to pop out of college making six figures a year. Um, I don't, you know, we don't talk about individually where we work very often. Um, but I am a manager and I interview and plenty of people come into interviews and with no experience straight out of college and, you know, you start talking salary requirements and they're in the six figures and you're like, huh, <laughs> you know, you have um, a good day, sir. Yeah. You know, you just say, okay. And you, you hand that over to HR and HR goes, huh. Um, and it's, but it's what they've been taught to believe is that they're going to roll out. The only way you can convince someone to let go of that much fucking money is to convince them that they're going to make a shitload of money afterwards. Right. Hmm. You have to bring that level of value and with no experience, it's hard to bring that level of value. <clears throat> it really and, is. Un unless you have something that you're firing up for the first time that's kind of a new sure. thing that just rolled out, you know, and then you need people that specialize in that one thing, that, that then that's kind of a different ball game. But those opportunities are very few and far in between. They are. And I think that there's a certain amount of, um, there's a certain amount of responsibility for a company to hire new people like that and then sort of train them just in the, the art of working. I mean, I've been working since I was 16 years old. So fuck 30, 30 years, give or take. <laughs> You're old. I am old. Um, old, I've, been right, working, I've been working longer than you've been shitting, son. Um, yeah, you have. And it, you you learn things as you go up, right? You learn, you just learn things. You learn how, what to say on phone calls and what not to say in emails. And uh, I hear and read things every day that I go, ah, oh, <laughs> man. Um, and but that came from working from working for thirty years and and dealing with people and dealing with situations, right? You get a kid that's straight out of college and some of them haven't even worked at a fucking McDonald's 
they just don't know. They have absolutely no idea how a job works. It's kind of funny, you know, to and, me. And anybody, you know, out there, the, the, the secrets that I've learned is show up every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then if your boss tells you to do something, unless you have a valid reason to say, no, that's a bad idea because, you know, it's this illegal. Thing, th- this thing it's that immoral. You're, <laughs> well, no, this thing that you're not expecting will explode in your face. And then, you know, you, you bring that to them. And then, you know, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, you're right. We don't need to do that, whatever else. But if they tell you, I don't care, do that right. shit anyway, do it then, anyway, then you fucking do it anyway. Right. And then if the thing does go sideways, you can say, well, I brought up that this was a bad idea, but fuckface McGillicuddy told me to do this shit anyway. Mm-hmm. And again, over 30 years, I've had that happen plenty of times to where you say, hey, you know, X, Y, Z might happen. Don't care, do it. And then Y happens and you go, huh, <laughs> and you move on. Um, yeah, if it's not illegal, immoral or otherwise disgusting. Uh, well, I can't even say that because I've had some jobs that were downright fucking gross. Um Right. My mantra has always been, uh, you know, come to work, do your job, get your check, go home. It's it's a very simple, uh, you know, rotation. Um, but you actually have to do your job too, right? I think that I see so many people that that phone it in, as they say, or my joke is always, if that person uh, worked half as hard at their job as they do getting out of work, they'd be fucking amazing, you know? <laughs> Um, and again, 30 years, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it in restaurants. I've seen it in factories. I saw it when I was driving truck, people that just worked so hard to get out of actually doing anything. Um, and you're like, man, you know, if They're you putting just, in like three times the effort usually. Like. Yeah. Yeah. To not do what it is that they've been asked to do. It's kind of funny. I don't mind working. I mean, working is just, it's, unless you're going to homestead, um, you, you have to have some kind of uh, value to society. Um, and it is funny to me, and I've been seeing this a lot too, about uh, what we consider uh, essential employees, right? And, it's the ones uh, we don't pay anything. And, and it is, right? Yep. It, it really is. It's the, uh, you know, from, from trash collection to restaurants. Uh, I, again, I can't imagine being a server you know, I was, I waited tables for years. I, I, I joke that people are like, man, Dan, you can cook. And I was like, well, I was a musician. And they're like, what the fuck does that mean? I was like, you think I worked in some kitchens? <laughs> you think I didn't do <laughs> fast food? I was a musician. Of course I did. Um, I waited tables and it, it changed a lot just with the um, proliferation of debit cards, right? Because when I was waiting tables, I made cash. And I'm not going to elaborate any further on that. You can extrapolate from my comment where I'm going with this. Um, and then IRS, IRS auditors <laughs> that are listening, Dan reported Pitch. all of his taxes. Absolutely every one of them. Go back 20 years. You'll never find anything. Um, and then so the the proliferation of, of debit cards come. And I have seen a stark reduction in the quality of um, the care that you receive when you go to a restaurant. I really have. And it didn't click until a few years ago. Um, even my ex, when, when she and I were together, we'd talk about, man, you go to a restaurant nowadays and these people just don't give a fuck. 
and it clicked with me that um, it's it's the change in pay, honestly, right? So now you you already had that kick in the teeth, and now you've got where nobody's going out to dine for almost two years. Um, being a, a a server, which by the way is hard fucking work, um, I, I I still consider it one of the hardest jobs I ever did. Mostly because you're putting up with people's shit all fucking day. Um, the uh, the the hit that if if you had a, a guy making, I don't know, we'll say seventy five thousand a year, which is pretty good money, uh, and then his wife or vice versa, right, uh, was making thirty or forty waiting tables, um, and you you take that away, that fucking hurts, man. And, and what do they do? Because see, you know, what's funny is that my joke, again, I've always had a joke when people, you have a bad day at work and you're bitching and somebody would say something like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go back to waiting tables. Fuck this place. I'm done. I'm going to go back to waiting <laughs> tables. Right. Well now, um, that's not even a, that's not even a realistic joke anymore. I can't say that. I'm going to go back to waiting. Well, fuck, maybe I'm not, you know? Um, so I, I it is curious to see how a pandemic force feeds the um the the differences in class uh, it, it, it makes people very aware you know what i mean so so uh ren and stimpy are over here grinning at me like uh fucking hyenas so they they've got something stupid and juvenile i'm sure that they want to they want to pop off so Just, gentlemen please i you're right the the iq of this particular episode is way too fucking high for you two so and i apologize for that so by all means gentlemen go ahead what do you think the horniest fucking animal on the planet is me yeah that's what i was going to say dan adams i think that's the species that i would attribute to being the yeah. most horny yeah me after being divorced yeah Oh, look, Doug, Doug's on mute. You're muted, Doug. Jesus Christ, Doug. Yeah. like a fucking Zoom call. Dude, I feel like I'm on a bridge. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to set it on fire. <laughs> but no, I, I, there are so many examples of insanely horny animals that outdo Dan. It's not even funny. Challenge accepted. Uh, there is the praying mantis. Doug, why that, do you know this? Let's just hold no, on. No, the praying mantis. That's, that's a common I one. I don't. It, but no, no. Why they do die. you know about all these horny animals? Because praying Doug, mantises uh, die to fuck, dude. That's crazy. Has Pornhub? Oh, we all do, Adam. We all do. I assure you. No, no. The yes. female, the female during sex. Yeah, I know. Turn- rips the head off. Turns around and bites the head this, off Dan? the male. How do you know, know of this? Because, because it's common knowledge, you know? Adam. You... It's common knowledge with the praying mantis. <laughs> okay. We I'll can give do this you... all day, buddy. Uh, I'll give you another example. And that's what bothers me, Doug. The Australian brown marsupial mouse. I'm uh, no longer with you on this one, Doug. Right? See, mantis, you were like, well, fuck, Dan, that's common knowledge. And he's like, the wombat of the eastern Ukrainian. <laughs> the Australian brown marsupial mouse. See? Will turn around and how that How many thing... adjectives does it take to fucking describe how horny this thing is? <laughs> it often fucks for 24 hours straight to the point where it dies from dehydration during it's the Molly, <laughs> That motherfucker's on Somali. He's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Molly mouse. 
Yeah, we'll call that the Molly Mouse. And then, the Mickey Mouse, which is uh, when the mouse roofies another mouse. <laughs> yes. And then you've got the, the. I'm tired. And then you've got the common firefly, which is so horny, its ass lights up. It's so horny, Fox canceled it in its second season. Which is bullshit because they aired all of the first season completely out of order. It didn't make any sense. Don't get me started. It's one of my favorite Fox. shows ever. Hey, Dan, Dan, I have an explanation for you. <laughs> Yes. Fox. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Good show, Zach. We'll start a show and then we'll just cancel it because fuck you. We like giving our viewers blue balls. We're Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Vote red. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. Good point. This goddamn Firefly, this is a liberal. This fucking show is liberal. We got women on this show. We're going to cancel the fuck out of this one. Minority women at that. God damn it. Cancel that. Cancel that shit. Yeah, Doug, that bothers me. Anytime somebody starts off a conversation like, you know, well, the brown-tipped Australian, four-legged, seven-toed, three... It's like, dude, when you start... you When all these adjectives to describe a mouse and how horny it is, I'm concerned. I mean, is Pornhub just... Has the pandemic made it to where you've reached the end of the categories on Pornhub? It's like your search has... Yielded no he results. reached the last page of Pornhub. Right, so he went to National Geographic and said, fuck it, I do what I can. <laughs> you know, you and we, me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. Weirdly yeah. enough, uh, the guy that Putin just jailed, Alexei Navalny. You know, I swear to God, if this, if this segues, that's fine. But if he this has anything... Pet, he had a pet? Exactly. Marsupial, brown... <laughs> brown Australian <laughs> mouse. Mouse. No. It, it actually, when he was trying to put out information, one of the various avenues that he used that wasn't being monitored, the motherfucker was uploading like uh, videos to Pornhub <laughs> to expose corruption. So it goes that that's, you know, a weird segue, just an odd <laughs> bit of... I'd be pissed off, dude. I'm in there jerking off trying to find big titty. And he's hiding the message. So the first part of the video is porn and the last part of the video is porn. <laughs> but the middle is him just in front of the camera like, here's what is happening. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. What? What? Well, that's We have to stand up now. <laughs> oh, corruption. Oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, and that's that was... how Dan realized that he was uh, a, a dictator in a former life. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, obviously Benito Mussolini. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, as everybody does to, Mussolini. As opposed to the other famous Mussolini, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Mussolini. Steve, Steve Mussolini from Mussolini's Used Cars in uh, <laughs> New Jersey. I'll just go with New Jersey. It's easy that way. Yeah. I just, uh, well, I mean, you know, I apologize. I thought I was the horniest creature on the planet being that, you know, I had just gone through a divorce and then boom, right into a fucking pandemic. But you haven't fucked for 24 hours straight. I have never fucked for 24 hours straight. I have not. And, and died, died from it. You never <laughs> died, I don't think. <laughs> right, if you've never died from fucking, are you even really meeting her needs? I mean, exactly. <laughs> just asking. For a friend. So, so I guess you would know the shit's really good if you walked up to her place and you saw a pile of skeletons there. Dead bodies. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this bitch oh, fucks. Oh, yeah. Here we Hell go. Hell yeah. All right. You know. Yeah. I've, uh, I've never thought about that. But like I said, you know, 
challenge uh, challenge accepted. Get me Dan some Viagra. Twenty four hour fuck fest and challenge go. hashtag. Dude, fuck I've fest. had a raw dick from a couple of hours. I can't imagine twenty. I would want to die because if I woke up the next day after twenty four hours of fucking raw dogging, I, I. You you yeah, wouldn't be able pack. to pee. You wouldn't be able to walk. Ice need pack a... my ass. That you'd need Novocaine. No, 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 no. Ice pack your dick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, <laughs> it would do. You, it do you nothing. said your ass. You said ice pack your ass. Oh that's well, that. you could try both. Like if I you're mean, trying to, like milk in the prostate kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because after 24 hours, you're gonna get bored. You're gonna have to try new shit, right? You come swinging in on the ceiling and doing Mission Impossible role play. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna have to come up with something. In. You're gonna get bored, dude. You're gonna get bored after I don't know four or six hours, something like that. Shit's gonna, you know, well, I, his I basic think, missionary ain't gonna do it anymore. I think Dan's getting excited about this because it introduces the aspect of being terrified and yet horny at the same time. I why do like called, that idea. Yeah. Why is it called missionary? Has anyone ever tried to recruit you into their religion while you were fucking them face to face? No, no, That's a very good not, point. Not so far, but I think there would have been that a, a couple that would have tried. I mean, doggy style okay. makes sense, right? That's yeah, pretty self like how dogs fuck, yeah. That kind of but missionary is like, do you just give them a pamphlet while you're fucking them and throw I think it on it's cuz fucking... it's just sort of it's just sort of flat and boring, you know? You're just like, "Man, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll take missionary over no sex, you know? I mean, well, I don't yeah. mind it that much, well, I'm just saying. Sometimes just a weird you got adjective to use. It is. Let's look Sometimes. that up. Sometimes you got to save somebody's soul. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few that have tried to suck my soul out, and so, but that's not uh, that had nothing to do with missionary. So, <laughs> she was a keeper. I'm just saying. We did it. We did it. We've officially derailed. We've derailed the fucking podcast so far. There's no bringing it back. There is. There's no rails here. That would indicate that we have a plan or a fucking idea. All right. Uh, in my personal opinion, I think the angriest animal on the planet, and I know is people Dan throw also out, me. Yeah, that's it. Right, right. What's why is all this? Why are you throwing all this attention on me today, Doug? It's embarrassing. I'm, I'm very shy. Uh, I think the angriest animal on the planet, besides Dan Adams, <laughs> <laughs> is the llama. Fuck a llama. You know how I feel about llamas, Doug. Yeah, I know exactly. Fuck llamas. How... Fuck you for mentioning llamas. Llamas yeah. are cool. What's wrong Fuck with llamas? Fuck a llama. See, a Fuck llama, a llama. Uh, well, I won't get into all the science here because, I mean, I know you Tina know... wouldn't eat the food, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. With llamas, uh, they're unique in that they're an herbivore, but they've got uh, some canine teeth right up in the front. And they're referred to as fighting teeth. And the reason why they're called fighting teeth is because when you've got males that get in a battle over the ability to mate with females, what the llamas will do is eventually they'll wind up chasing each other. And the one that's behind has got an advantage because his goal is to bite the fucking testicles off of the other male. So I have been mad in my life. I've been truly mad. I've been mad enough to where I wanted to kill another person, but the threat of being ass raped in prison was enough to cut that shit right off. But I've never been mad enough in my entire life to walk up to another dude and try to bite his testicles off. Testicle biting anger. That's nuts, man. Ha! Nuts. <laughs> 
That one actually went over pretty good, Adam. That was good delivery. I got it. You didn't have to. You didn't have to whore. Uh, uh, let's go say horseshoe did, that one. You didn't have to horn that one. You didn't have to yeah. horn that one. The missionary position that motherfucker right in there. We got it. We got the title, missionary. We're going to call it missionary. Missionary. I'm. I'm going to. What is it? Uh, I'm going to take a missionary position, and I'm going to be holding it for a very long time. <laughs> the ladies' man is still one of the most underrated fucking Saturday Night Live movies ever. Uh, Tim. I keep wanting to say Robbins, and I don't think that's Tim Robbins. Is somebody totally different? But I can think Tony of Robbins. It's definitely not Tony. It's Tony I would Robbins. Not watch, I would not watch a movie about Tony <laughs> Robbins with an afro a- having sex. Tony, it was Tony Robbins. But again, I, you know, Pornhub and National Geographic and, you know, it was just... Mm-hmm. You know, well, he's got two monitors. He could do both at the same time. <laughs> I've got three. What's that tell you? Hell yeah. You know, if, you, if you're in the missionary position, does that mean you're doing God's work? <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I laugh. <laughs> so Adam, to explain to explain my hatred for llamas, there's really no logic behind it. There's, I mean, zero fucking logic. So, and I I know you've played uh, uh, Tom Clancy's uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yes. So in the game, uh, you're in South America, and apparently llamas are very uh, prevalent in South America. And, and they're just they're just everywhere. And there were several nights where I may or may not have been drinking and um, just started cracking myself up going on these death missions to try and kill as many fucking llamas. Because <laughs> in the game, you can kill cows and llamas and dogs and cats and all this stuff. Right. So with I a would grenade go launcher. That's with awesome. a grenade launcher. See, Doug remembers. Yeah. And so I went on this fucking killing spree where for like four hours in the game, all I did was hunt down llamas and kill them. <laughs> These are <laughs> civilian towns, Dan. I know. Imagine fucking waking llamas. up and looking out your window and there's a guy in a fucking ghillie suit sneaking up and killing all of your llamas. And I did. I did. <laughs> Some of them I just rolled up with a 45 point blank to the head. I'd walk up and they'd, the screen would just be a llama's face. And I'd be like, <laughs> fucking llama would fall over and then they'd all run. So then I'd have to pull out the grenade launcher because that's just logical. I mean, of course. I can't let them escape. So, so yeah. And then that just turned into this unreal hatred for llamas. Now I'm, I just, I murder llamas. So we yeah. need to do a speed run, right? The first one to a hundred llamas wins. <laughs> I'm down. I am so fucking down for that. Yeah, you have no idea. We should definitely twitch that. That that's right. Yeah, let's do that. We need to make, make that our happen. make a new category for Ghost Recon speed run. Speed <laughs> llama murder. The llama the llama run. Llama run. Llama 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 run. Get all the llamas. <laughs> all of your llamas are belong to So you have to, to complete the game, but you also have to kill every llama every along llama the way. You can't, right, you can't leave. <laughs> and to the devs, I'm just saying, uh, you know, maybe a mini game or an Easter egg if I kill enough llamas, you know, I mean. Games are under enough scrutiny. I think we're fine. Uh, I don't think we need a mini game where you kill llamas. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wrong. I know that game Ghost Recon took a ton of fucking hatred and I actually really enjoy it. I have a lot of fun with it, but killing llamas um, was definitely my favorite part. So 
Llama Llama, Llama Killing Simulator, I believe is what, <laughs> what it was called in in dev. Ooh, wait, wait, goat Simulator. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! That Zombie game. Goat Simulator. That was the best one, dude. I played Goat Simulator. And I played Goat Simulator as a microwave with fucking legs that killed the people by opening its door into them. <laughs> and smacking them. Thwap, thwap, thwap. Thwap, yeah. thwap, thwap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. so stupid. And it's, it, the funny thing is, is it's a reminder that um, a game... That was that was fun. Like, I've done that. And, and you're just, you're running around killing people as a microwave cracking up right because it's just ridiculous and i think back about and it's not just nostalgia right when i was about 10 or 11 and i got my first nintendo and it had zelda i think i had zelda and uh super mario brothers duck hunt and all that oh you got a you got a wii um i'll cut you millennial um you got a wii or you got a no i don't i went before the podcast um (laughs) and the games the games were better these are 2d scrollers right uh games like uh blackthorn uh from blizzard back in the day fantastic fucking games right and uh spent countless hours and then tried to get back into gaming once before like with xbox and stuff and the graphics are beautiful don't get me wrong i mean they're incredibly immersive but the games are just the the actual gameplay and the challenges and things are just kind of weak it's it's the same thing over and over um, you know, we all play PC games. Um, I've been playing Starcraft for oh, God, fuck, years. 20 years. Yeah. Um, and, and start, yeah, Starcraft two, still one of my favorite games and I'll, I'll be an old grandpa fucking playing it. Um, the gears the of war coming. There's sugar coming. Oh, I pooped myself. Um, Gears, the Gears of War franchise, um, and then you'll have your one-offs. Like I like, I I really like the. Uh, speaking of homesteading, uh, I really like the grinding games like Rust and Seven Days to Die. Um, we Don't were playing starve. Phasma. Don't starve. Yeah, they were just bought by Tencent. Um, Clyde. There we go. It was yeah. There we go. Uh, Clay, they're Phasma, gonna be like upload a photo of yourself to continue playing. To continue playing, yeah. Uh, Phasmophobia. We played, which actually Adam wrote a really fun rap song uh, for Phasmophobia and he won't release it because he's a punk ass bitch. Um, that's just don't, my personal opinion. Personal opinion. It's your um, personal wrong opinion. It's, it. it's, you know, it's my personal opinion. It's um, wrong. It's wrong but, is what it is. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a fun <clears throat> song, man, for the game. Um, so there's some one off stuff, but um, I, most of the games I play now are, uh, co-op and it's just so that i can hang out with usually these two fucking assholes and get drunk and fucking laugh our asses off at stupid shit um but the games games nowadays just don't hold my attention like they did um uh you know when i when i was younger but i do believe that uh i just think games because graphics weren't there um gameplay had to mean something <laughs> now it's like well my game sucks but it sure is pretty it looks really really good uh-huh. what was it uh I hate it. no man's sky right that was another one. It was a gorgeous game but i played it for the first time like, this is dumb <laughs> doug's, all, doug's all excited it'll be the uh <laughs> it'll be the uh world premiere <laughs> 
So Adam has decided that he's going to uh, bless us with his Phasmophobia song as our outro today. For those of you that haven't played Phasmophobia, it actually is a neat game. It's a ghost hunting game that uses um, voice recognition. So you have to have a mic and you walk through the house asking the ghost questions. You know, can you Or give me a sign? just repeating its name over and over to if piss you, it yeah, off. <laughs> the, the more you repeat its name, they give you the ghost's name. Um, it's sort of like procedurally generated at the beginning of the game. And if you say its name over and over and over again, you'll eventually make it mad and it will go into hunt mode and kill you. And so, of course, one night, Adam and I are playing with some folks and just immediately we walk into the house. They were getting so <clears throat> mad. Uh, Charles Smith, Charles Smith, Charles Smith, Charles Smith, Charles Smith. <laughs> you just hear Dan running in, into the house. Michael, 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 Michael. And in like 30 seconds, all the lights start flickering and he starts killing people. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it is a, it's a fun game, but it got a little repetitive for me, too. To defend the ghost in that, I, I have been a father. And I, have heard, <laughs> I have heard dad, 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 dad. He dad, has been. Dad, he still dad, is, dad, but he was too. Dad, 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 dad. And then dad, Doug dad, walks over dad, and flicks the dad, lights dad, off dad. and on. <laughs> mom, mommy, mom, mama. Ma, yeah. ma, Hi. ma, ma. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing like having to suppress a murderous rage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, but I, I give them credit because um, it was new. It was something different. You know, the fact that you, at least to me, the fact that you can, that you use the mic and you walk through and, you know, you're asking the ghost questions and then you're using different tools and it'll talk to you through the radio and flicker lights if you ask it to and shit. It was a neat game. Um and I, I give the devs some fucking credit for using a little imagination and not making another goddamn first person shooter. Uh, I loved first person shooters when like Doom. Uh, next came uh, out. next month they're going to do a Phasmophobia Battle Royale DLC. <laughs> Battle Royale, <laughs> right? It's who yeah. can say Michael, 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 Michael fast enough and fucking <laughs> attack the other team. <laughs> Horde mode, you know. I mean, Unreal Tournament, uh, Doom. What was there? Was another one? What was the big one? Like around PlayStation, PlayStation 2, it was a first-person shooter. Not Unreal Tournament, but there was another one, I thought. Um, oh, God. I never, I've never, i never been a PlayStation owner, so I can't help you out on that one. I wasn't either. I had buddies that had one, but I remember we, we'd go and have these big tournaments, you know, two controllers, but you'd, you'd play until somebody died, and then they'd jump in. You know, the ultimate first-person shooter, and, and nothing has captured it since, is uh, GoldenEye, 007 GoldenEye off the Super... Or the uh, Nintendo 64. Yeah. Um, it just pure fucking perfection, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I've played some. Uh, I've played some emulators and stuff, and they're not nearly as good. So, are you thinking of Quake? Quake. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Quake. Unreal Tournament. Um, I only played Quake on PC. Yeah. It was yeah, a big that, PC game. Yeah, they ported it over. I. The reason that I don't go console again is just for the fact that uh, like Nintendo kind of ruined me on it because you're like, yeah, I got Nintendo and it's cool and it's great. And they're like, hey, 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 Super Nintendo. And you're like, fuck yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, guess what? <laughs> Nothing is backwards compatible. Not the controllers, not the games. Fuck you. And they just, they kept that up all through every console. Every few years, they come out with a new console and everything that you had bought, I mean, you could still keep it and own it and have it. But if you want to play a GameCube game or like a 64 game on Wii, 
you can rebuy it on the Wii online store and then play. But backwards compatibility, we can't do it because of architectural problems. Right. But if you pay us five dollars, then we can. <laughs> and then PlayStation came out and they were like, PS2? Well, yeah, just pop your CD in there, man. It'll work. Yeah, no problem. All your controllers? Yeah, same pinouts. Yeah, it's cool. We just, you know, better graphics, better graphics card. It's cool. Most of the time it's one generation though, as far as like, you know, if you get a PlayStation 5, PlayStation sure. 4 pa- sure. titles will be compatible with it. Three was compatible with two stuff yeah. and, you know, so on and so forth. You, you expect there to be a, a delineation there, right? You expect there to be a line where it's like, okay, you can't play the original Resident Evil on the PS5 dropping a disc in. But, but with Nintendo, you couldn't even put the fucking game in. <laughs> right. You couldn't, couldn't even, even try it. Right. You were like, oh, okay, cool. No, oh, this yeah. is a cartridge. Now it's a disc and now it's a little fucking chip <laughs> that I slide into the fucking side of the fucking console. And now it's... Uh-huh. I just download it over and over and over again, man. It just got old. So with that, folks, please enjoy the world premiere of who did you do this under? Was it Adam Lester? Lester is dead. You know, know, I got many names. They call me many names. They call call me. I call you plenty of fucking names. They call me a lot of things. A lot of things. Call me many names. (laughs) In that case, then until next time. in the